0: Hello and welcome back to the Sitting on My Bed podcast. My name is Simco Klein and I apologize for the fact that there was no episode last week. Um, something came up like, really last minute. I just didn't have the time for it. Um, like it just wouldn't have been out on time and I didn't want to push it off to then try to do it a different time. Because you know, I try to like stay within a routine, then again, not doing it at all it isn't much better for a routine. But it is what it is. Um, so it's Um, been a crazy two weeks. It's hard to think that it's only been two weeks. Yet so much has happened. Um, President Biden and Vice President Harris were inaugurated. Um, you know, about the fucking time. Took long enough, you know. Whatever. Um, now, that is not to say that, um, you know, the country is automatically going to be fixed and there aren't going to be any problems anymore. But it's nice to have someone in power who's active trying to fix those problems instead of um, contributing to them. Um, what is nice, um, is that I, so in my teaching job, I teach geometry. Um, it's a high school teaching job. I teach math. Um, and I had previous recent, previously mentioned to my boss, the principal that I, um, don't know how to teach trigonometry, which would be the next math up after geometry. So I'm giving my midterm and he comes to me and he goes, By the way, you mentioned something about not being able to teach trigonometry, correct? And I said, that is correct. He he goes, okay, so next year, we're gonna have to hire a new teacher to teach trigonometry. But you know, honestly, for us, it's just easier to have one teacher for math across the board. So how would you feel about teaching English instead? Which was huge for me on two fronts. One, I for sure thought he was gonna say, just, you know, fire me. Um, But on the second front is, I want to teach English, that is my career goal to eventually be teaching English. I don't love math. I really don't. And right now math is my entire work life. I tutor math. I sub for math. I teach math. I I don't like math that much anyway. So now to be offered the opportunity to teach math, which I didn't think was going to happen until I graduated college. Um was I said I said yes. I said, you know, absolutely it's I would hundred percent like that. And he goes, Oh, that was easy. And I go, Yeah, haha. So hopefully next year I will be teaching the eleventh grade English class, which I am very excited for and very happy about. Speaking of college, um, classes started yesterday. Um, Now, for the yesterday being Friday for me. Now, for the first time ever, I'm having a Friday class, which I haven't had a Friday class before. Um, This is only my third semester, and my last two semesters, I was able to have both Fridays and Sundays off. Um, And it's not like the biggest deal to have a class on Friday, but it was just nice to have the free time should anything come up. Um, it's supposed to be a three-hour class, but we do stuff, it's half in class, half online, but we have to go back in. It was a little confusing the way the professor explained it, but also there were some, you know, technological um, difficulties, uh, technical difficulties in the middle of class. So, didn't really work out as well as the professor would have liked it, I'm sure. Um, that being said, uh, I was talking with my sister, who graduated from the same college a few years ago. And she goes, and I told her that after this semester, I'll only have one more um, general requirement left. And then I just have diploma, um, like major specific classes. And she goes, that's interesting. People usually split up their major specifics, that if they have any prerequisites, they aren't stuck waiting to do the prerequisite before they can continue. Meaning, if I have seven classes that have a prerequisite or if i if i have one class that has like three prerequisites and i can't take them all the same semester that means i have to push off taking that class for however long it takes so she makes a good point i mean it's a little late for that now but i don't think i have so many classes that have prerequisites i don't have enough time to and honestly, absolute worst comes to worst, I can take a winter or summer semester. Now I haven't been taking winter or summer semesters because there's no financial aid offered for those semesters um, and financial aid is vital to me um, you know, in order to be able to go to college. Right now I am on a scholarship called the Excelsior Scholarship, where um, if, you make, if your household makes under a certain amount of money and you have a certain grade point average, um, that they will pay for a certain amount of your tuition. Um, now that the way... It's not alone. Um, The idea is that however long you use the scholarship for... Let's say you're on the scholarship for for all four years. Then after graduation, you have to live and work in New York City for that amount of time. So you have to live and work in New York City for four years. It's an idea of sort of giving back to the community. Like, New York will will front your tuition now, and then when you graduate, you have to be a part of the New York economy. Um, If you don't, then it becomes a no-interest loan, which makes sense. I mean, it's a bit of a risk on their part, but at the same time, in the long run, if it pays off the way it's supposed to, then it's a great economy booster, and... It's very helpful. It's, like for me personally, it's very helpful in the fact that I'm not paying anything for college. Um, with FAFSA and the Excelsior Scholarship, I'm pretty much on a free ride. Um, so, and I want to live and work in New York anyway. Like, I already have a job in New York right now. I live in New York. Um, but even if I moved out, I like New York. So I don't see myself moving anytime soon. Um, and even if I was like, let's say offered a, an extremely well-paying job... That means that I would have the salary to repay the loan if I had to. But I like New York. I don't plan on mo- on leaving anytime soon. <sighs> that being said, so this is the first week of college. Now it's a bit to get used to you know, getting back into a work schedule. You know, tests and essays and whatnot. Um, it's also that with the middle school, elementary school, I've been working at recently. Um. I can't just go whenever they need me. Like there are going to be times I have to say no because I just can't do it because of class or whatever. Um, Which is annoying, but ultimately a trade-off I'm willing to make. Like, I'm not going to put this side job in front of my education and future actual career. As much as I like doing it and like having the extra income, it's not happening. I'm not going to put it in front of my career. Um, I actually, I was working in that school this past week. I was working for one of their resource room tutors. Um, And I generally stop by the principal's office before I go in, just, you know, say hi, tell her that I'm here, maybe get a snack or something. And her assistant sees me from the hallway and she waves me over and she goes, oh, here's your lesson plan. I said, lesson plan for what? And she goes, oh, you're subbing the fourth grade this week. I said, um, I am? And she goes, yeah, the principal didn't tell you. And I go, um, no. She goes, oh, well, she's not in right now, but um, class is starting in two minutes, so maybe you should go. I said, oh, okay. So I went, and I tutored for about an hour until the teacher came in. She wasn't absent that day. She was just coming in late, actually, because she went to get um vaccinated, which, I mean, yay for her. Um. But I was very much like... So I I bumped into the principal later. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know I was subbing for the fourth grade this week." She goes, "Oh, yeah. So sorry. Totally forgot. That was a, you know, bad boss move on my part." Um, you know, but you know, you're not someone I worry about, you know. I know you can handle it or whatever. And I wasn't going to tell her anything other than, "Yeah, yeah, you know. Like, I'm not going to tell her literally anything else." Um, but that was a little unexpected to just have that dropped in my lap. Um, which is fine. I did it. It was fine. It was no problem. Um, and something I'm only realizing now is that maybe that'll go towards me, like, her realizing that I can tutor, uh, sub, because I subbed and everything was fine. So, I remember saying, you know, a few weeks ago that I, um... I was worried that she wasn't going to see me as a valid sub. But maybe with this, she will. So who knows? Or maybe she never stopped and I was just being paranoid. Now, I mentioned that this fourth grade teacher got a vaccine. Um, I also got the first dose uh, two weeks ago. Um, And recently, I I was able to make my appointment for the second dose. No, I'm getting the Moderna vaccine. I didn't choose Moderna, it was just the one that was given to me, but I'm not entirely sure if it makes that much of a difference. Um and I got it the twenty ninth, I think. Or no, that's wrong. I had sometime in mid January. Um and then I couldn't get the second dose until twenty eight days later, which would have been February 14th. Now New York is not great with its vaccine rollout plan. I mean, granted, the country isn't great with its vaccine rollout plan because the previous presidential administration didn't have a plan, but that's neither here nor there. What is here nor there, or here or there, because it is, what is here or there is the fact that I was able to make my appointment to get my second vaccine um, because I am in the education workforce, um, and which means I was part of um, phase two or phase B of being able to get vaccinated. Um, and I'm not sure how good it, how much good it does just to have one person vaccinated. Like, I'm vaccinated great. That means I can't really get sick. But, you know, I guess still will make other people sick. I still have to wear a mask. I still have to, you know, socially distance and isolate and do everything I was doing beforehand. But now, now it's truly a social responsibility as opposed to a personal responsibility. Meaning now that I can, once I won't be able to get sick anymore, I don't have to worry for myself. But I still have to worry for my other for other people for my fellow humans to not get sick now the Biden administration has said that they um, plan on buying 200 million more doses which for the record the Trump administration had the opportunity to buy 100 million more doses and just didn't anyway the Biden administration plans to buy 200 million more doses which means that by the summer we can have the entire country vaccinated if people get themselves vaccinated and if people can get themselves vaccinated Meaning, if they're available, and they stop getting thrown out, and they are able to make appointments, and they take the the personal agency to do so, then we can once and for all get past this chapter in America's history. Like, it's on a long and harrowing road, and it's not done yet. And it may not be done until the summer, but I'd rather it be done by the summer than by summer of 2034. Like for as terrible as it's been and as serious or not serious as people have taken it, we can end this once and for all. We can put a stop to it. We could have put a stop to it back in, you know, June, but that's besides the point. But we can, we can fix this. We can end it. And more importantly, we can survive this. But only if we are able to do our part and only if we actually do our part. That is the the crux of what I'm trying to say. Is that we need the opportunity to do our part and we then again and once we have the opportunity we need to take it. We need to do our part. Now, I just wanted to give my two thoughts on the whole um GameStop AMC uh short share buying Reddit phenomena. Um and I am not a I'm a not, I am not an economic or Wall Street pundit. I am not a um, financial guru. I was not involved in this. I probably will not get involved in this, despite how much I I agree or disagree with it. Um, just because it's financial stuff that I don't necessarily understand or how to get involved in, especially since I'm hearing that if people are stopping, uh, that, that companies are stopping you from getting involved with them. Um, But from an outsider's point of view, this is how I understand it. That people are, that Wall Street people buy GameStop, buy shares. That when when it's called shorting shares, they buy them assuming they're going to do badly. Then they sell them, meaning... They borrow the shares, so let's say if it's worth five dollars. Then when the shares go down in price, they actually buy them for real, but then they sell them back to they, they return them to the person they borrowed them from. Meaning, let's say you borrow a car that's worth ten thousand dollars. In return, someone holds ten thousand dollars from you then the car goes on sale for seven thousand dollars so what you do is you go and buy the actual car for seven thousand dollars but then you return the car you borrowed for ten thousand dollars meaning now you have the car and you have seven thousand you have three thousand dollars so that's essentially what these wall street execs were doing with GameStop, amc whatever but Redditors decided to band together and do the same exact thing or buy actual stock, which instead of these stocks going down in price, made the stocks surge in price. So now, if these Wall Street execs wanted to actually buy the stock, it would have been way more expensive than it would have beforehand, which means they're losing a lot of money. That's how these things work. Now, Robinhood and all these other stock trading apps are blocking users from buying this stock. And Wall Street execs are furious that they were able to be manipulated like this. Except for the fact that Wall Street execs have been manipulating poor people for the longest time. Am I saying it's right that these Wall Street execs deserve this? Maybe not. Maybe they're a f- nice person who had this happen to them. Do I pity them? No. Do I think that the lower income people with are Taking the same exact means as the higher ranking, as the higher class people, and turning it against them and using it for their own profit, and they have every absolute right to do so. Absolutely, and do I think they're insulting that they got be their own fucking game? Yeah. These are the same Wall Street execs were sipping champagne during the stock during the the crash in 2008. They don't care about little people. They there were 3.6 trillion dollars lost in jobs and and housing crises and whatever um, in the last year from, from lower class people, from people of color, from women losing their jobs, losing their houses, not being able to put food to mouth. At the same time, the top 1% or whomever gained $3.9 trillion. They are just going to get richer and richer and richer. And the cycle is going to continue and continue and continue, not giving a damn to the rest of the country, Jeff Bezos has enough money that he could could spend a million dollars a year for the next thousand years. He makes more money in a day than people make in a month. He is ridiculously, disgustingly wealthy. He can't spend that much money in his lifetime. It's practically impossible. And yet, where is that money going to go when he dies? Or where is that money going to go? It's, there's no, this isn't going to trickle down into the economy. No. People sit on their wealth. And they sit on it. And they put it into their children. And put it into other rich people's pockets. Just to play fucking greedy. Greedy, miserly catch with each other. And they leave the rest of the country beneath them. To maybe catch a few scraps here and there. He, It's ridiculous how much money he is. Like, it's absolutely not normal. And he could put that money back into the economy. He could give a million dollars to every single American. He could do these things. Well, not a million dollars to every single American. I totally pulled that out of the scenario. He could give a dollar to every single American. He could probably give $10 to every single American. Yeah, he would give $10 to every... That's only 3 point whatever billion. He is horribly wealthy. And it's disgusting. And yet, no, 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 no. The rich are too heavily taxed. We can't tax them more. That wouldn't be fair. No, 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 no. We shouldn't try to, you know, make medical care affordable and universal. Why would we do that? No, no, no. It's disgusting. These people don't care. They do not care about your life. They do not care about your humanity. And they could not give a rat's ass about whether you live to see them the next day or not. About whether you're able to put food in your mouth and a roof over your head and care for your loved ones. They do not care. They are not humans. They are not a part of this society. They are on their own little island. And that's all they give a rat's ass about. That's all they care about. I'm sorry if I got a little ranty there at the end. Um, that'll be it for this week's episode follow me on twitter at Samander underscore k s-i-m-m-a-n-d-e-r underscore k follow me on instagram at s-i-m-c-h-a underscore k-l-e-i-n that's at some quote underscore klein rest in peace sophie and fuck you marjorie taylor green um hashtag expel green you can go fucking die you sandy hook and parkland denier you anti-semitic you coup insider fuck you again sophie rest in peace